I read a very brief post the other day about starting a food truck and to not forget these quote-unquote critical steps. I want to rein in the excitement just a bit and flesh out those quote-unquote critical steps to give you a better direction for your business and to help you have a fighting chance at success. Because after all, that's why you're opening your own business. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. First on this list was, quote, buy the right food truck, customize a new one, save money with a used one, or lease to test the waters, unquote. Sadly, this presupposes a couple of things are already in place. First on the list is the legal side of things. More people quit when they start to read about the rules and regulations in this industry than at any point during their food truck journey. Think about this. How can you buy a food truck if you don't know the rules in your area or even what you're going to sell? Equipment is a function of your menu. Please don't buy a food truck and then go, oh, look, I've got a griddle. What can I cook? And please do not buy a food truck only to discover that, hey, the seller knew it wasn't up to the rules in your state, but they had to unload it on somebody. You got to understand what you're getting into. Buying the right truck, that's easy. Anybody with money can buy the truck. You got to understand the rules and regulations. Next on the list was, quote, incorporate to protect your assets. Don't risk your personal finances in case of a lawsuit, unquote. This is a mangling of what you legally need to do to protect your assets. People often use the term incorporate in relation to creating LLCs. So here is the legal side of it. LLCs are technically formed, while corporations, an S corp or a C corp, they're incorporated. LLC stands for Limited Liability Company. It combines the characteristics of a corporation with those of a partnership. And here's the important thing. An LLC is an entity. It's formed at the state level. It is not, let me say this again, it is not a tax filing status. The initials INC, I-N-C, they can be applied to companies that have incorporated their business. And what that means is they've registered with their state to become a corporation, not that they've registered with their state to become an LLC. There is a distinction there. There is a difference. A corporation can be either an S-corp or a C-corp. An S-corporation is a corporation that has elected to be taxed under subchapter S of the Internal Revenue Code. That's where it gets the S-corp. This makes it a pass-through entity for tax purposes. If you don't know what a pass-through entity means, you need to talk to a professional. Talk to an accountant. Talk to a tax attorney. Get a good understanding of what those terms mean before you go on your state's website and say, hey, I'm going to be an LLC. Here we go. Understand what you're doing. A C-corporation is a legal entity that protects the owner's personal assets from creditors. But guess what? An LLC does too. It can have an unlimited number of owners. This is referring to a C-corporation. 
and it can have multiple classes of stock. It's super unlikely that you are going to have a C corporation as a food truck. And what the C corporation does, it has to pay taxes at the corporate level. It doesn't pass through the tax responsibility to the owners. Both LLCs and corporations involve properly completing and filling out documents for the state, appointing a registered agent, and fulfilling a whole bunch of ongoing requirements. Some states is easy. Some, some states are a little bit more difficult. But again, you got to find that out on your own. you got to talk to people that are experts in your state. Now, let me give you a couple tips on what people do when they have incorporated or they have an LLC. Many business owners mess up the protection that's offered both by the LLC or a corporation because they don't create a paper trail for the money going into and coming out of the business. They look at it and say, it's my business, that's my money. So what they end up doing is they commingle personal money and business money and it destroys the promised protection. Filing an LLC is easy. As Scotty from Star Trek said in one of the movies, a monkey and two trainees can do it. However, Keeping it in force, keeping your LLC status in force, requires a bit of guidance and a bit of knowledge. Jumping on a state website to fill it out because it's easy and only costs $200 doesn't make you impervious to one crafty lawyer, especially when you're being sued. Next on the list, quote, set a realistic budget and pursue financing. Research loans, lines of credit, and equipment financing to make it happen, unquote. My friends, I have zero problem using other people's money to make your dream a reality. What I do have a problem with is seeking funding before doing a business plan, and that business plan proves that that your business has potential, at least on paper. Most people skip that step totally. They go out and look for money. They have no clue if their business is viable or not. They have no clue if the market can support one more barbecue truck, one more taco truck. They'll run out looking for funding before they do the hard work. The last thing I want you to do is to be in debt and feel pressure of making what could be a very high monthly payment. Financing equipment's great, but here's the problem. That's only equipment being financed. You still had to pay for permits and smallwares because a food truck equipment doesn't have a lot of the pots and pans and knives and forks and all the other little bitty things that you need to cook with on that truck. You get the major appliances. Smallwares can be another few thousand dollars. You need inventory. You need insurance. You need internet. You need a whole host of other expenses that equipment financing just does not cover. Understand what you're getting yourself into and how much money you really, really need. The next advice is a good bit of advice. And this is, quote, try creative marketing tactics from Facebook ads to the direct mail marketing and get your name out there, unquote. I'm going to add one little caveat. Never, ever rest on your laurels. Yesterday's sales, they're in the history books. And even if it is your absolute best personal day, tomorrow is a new day with new challenges. And you may have to overcome those challenges. Celebrate your success tonight, but you got to come out fighting tomorrow. And here's the most important bit of advice. Marketing never ends. The next quote starts with, Park your truck at high-volume locations. Festivals, business districts, and food truck parks are great options. Unquote. Okay, that would be duh advice, but here is the thing. Don't go to a high-volume location until you've proven you can handle low-volume. The fastest way to destroy your business and the fastest way to destroy your reputation is to take on something you are not prepared to handle. I know of food trucks that still cannot come to our little teeny tiny town because they were too slow the one opportunity they had and no one's going to stand in their line anymore because they remember standing in line for over two hours to get food. No one goes someplace to wait two hours to get food. 
Sadly, people remember bad service much, much longer than they remember great service. You're only as good as your last service because that's what people remember. The next two I'm going to combine because essentially they're the same thing. Quote, monitor online reviews, respond to customer feedback, and offer incentives for more reviews. And then leverage social media, build a following, and keep them excited with updates, deals, and giveaways. Unquote. This speaks to an earlier point about creative marketing tactics such as Facebook ads, which is what? Social media. Review sites like Yelp or Google they're pretty much social media as well. They want interaction. They really don't care what people say about your business. They want interaction. The more the interaction they have, the more people are there so they can increase their revenue for ad placement. It's all social media is, is a way to get people to look at something and throw some ads in the mix. The point to social media is an ongoing, nearly perpetual conversation between you and whomever is listening. If you ignore a post, you effectively hung up the phone with millions of people watching. I look at social media as being the very old-time party line that shows off how old I am. Have you ever noticed older folks, they pick up a hardline phone, say in their house, and they put it to their ear, and then they start dialing? Do you know what they're doing? They're listening to see if the neighbors are on the phone line. And you're going, this hasn't happened in at least 40, 50 years. And that would be true. Back in the day, a single phone line was ran to a neighborhood. And it was shared by all of the houses that were on the block. You could hear lots of gossip if you were quiet enough and no one realized you picked up the receiver in your house. But what you always did was you picked up the receiver, put it to your ear to listen for the dial tone. Once you had the dial tone, then it was good for you to start punching in numbers or doing the old rotary dial to make your phone call. Social media is that modern party line, and it's to the whole world. So what are the steps to getting up, operational, and most importantly, profitable with your food truck? So here they are, in order. Research the legalities in your city county, and state. Start writing and testing your menu and food cost, as well as determining all your other numbers and how those numbers impact your break-even point. You will struggle every single day if you do not know your business numbers. Line up all the partners you need from supplies to commissary to legal to bookkeeping to repair. Get them lined up before you ever buy a food truck. Figure out where you will sell from. Revenue streams include driving a route, setting up in a different place every day, or literally driving a route through lunchtime. You can set up daily. You can go to public events. You can have private catering lined up. Those are different revenue streams that are all handled differently, but you need to figure out if you're going to do one or all of them and how you're going to do them. Now, once you've done all of those things, start the search for the perfect vehicle and get the right equipment for the menu you've already written. Remember, buying a food truck's easy because all that takes is a pile of money and somebody giving you the food truck. That's easy. Don't do that first. Do that after you've got all the other business things lined up. Now, while you're waiting for the new food truck or trailer to be built, if you're having one built, start marketing. And yes, that includes social media too. Guess what? At this point, you have plenty of real information about your business and your area to write an amazing business plan. Your business plan is a roadmap for your success. That's all a business plan is. And it's going to be revisited and it's going to be tweaked periodically. It could be every quarter. It could be every six months. You're going to look at what you thought you could do and then see if you're on track to do what you thought you could do. 
The last thing, and I can't stress this one enough, find you a mentor, find you a coach, find you somebody that has experience beyond yours and get them to help you out. You might be able to find a local mentor and just ask them occasional questions. You might have to pay for a coach to keep you inspired and get you on the right track because you want to be the best. You want to find and associate with people that will inspire you to greater heights. There's going to be lots of naysayers. There's going to be lots of fraud you run into. There's going to be lots of wannabes out there. But like the old saying goes, you can't soar with eagles when you flock with turkeys. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.